And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey everyone, Zach here. Hopefully you're having an amazing day. Today, I want to talk to you about something pretty fun, but also pretty crazy. Um, first of all, welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I'm pumped to spend some time with you. I want to talk to you today about how MLM, how network marketing screwed me up and how it can screw you up too if you're not aware of what I'm about to tell you. Um, so first and foremost, hopefully you've been getting some value out of the series on network marketing versus everything. Um, we have one more uh, video or excuse me, podcast for that. And then we'll be done with that series for now. Um, but we have one more of those and we'll release that here shortly, probably tomorrow. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, change the pace a little bit today. So today I want to talk to you about how, how network marketing screwed me up. And it's not going to be that long because it's pretty clear how it screwed me up, and I hope it doesn't screw you up in the same way. Network marketing messed me up in the biggest way because I I took duplication too far, meaning I, I bought in so heavily to my upline is God and anything they say I'll do, and I'm just going to duplicate the path to success until I get it done. I'm not going to check results. I'm only going to keep taking action and I'm just just going to keep doing what I'm told to do until it, until success comes be why? Because the path has been proven, right? The path has already been proven and all I have to do is just go ahead and do it. And if that if you if I got results, would that have been a good thing? Um okay, so let's let's rewind and let's pretend that I'm uh, I'm a new guy in the business again. Maybe I'm six months to twelve months in. Um, I am you know kind of green behind the ears still. I'm still really excited. Uh, I'm still listening to everything my upline says. I'm not questioning anything. I'm doing it all. Uh, all. All I'm supposed to do, and I get and I start to grow and I get really good results. What happens to my brain? Well, um, you know I'm probably I'm I'm I'm, I'm successful financially successful. I'm really young. Um, that's cool. I'm pumped about that, of course. I definitely believe that everything that, you know, I'm being taught by my training system is correct because, you know, they told me I'd get results and I did. So, okay, I totally believe them. And I'm now going to tell my team to duplicate what I did because I fully believe it. You know, I'm completely convinced because, 
you know, I followed what my upline said, I followed what my team said, and here we go. I have results myself, so you should do what I say to do. And immediately, if someone in my downline doesn't get results, what I'll tell them to do is just work harder, do more of the same stuff, and eventually the results will come because they came for me. So obviously you should go and do what works. And that doesn't sound so bad, right? Well, when I look at it from that lens, like, no, it doesn't. But when you look at it from the lens of, of like actually creating a business owner, not at all. Um, actually creating an independent thinker, like I'm doing the exact opposite of that. See, here's, here's what happens. Here's what happened in network marketing. This is what can happen. Let's say I got, I get in the business and I got results, um, doing old school stuff. Like me personally, I kind of, I sort of have the personality that can kind of sort of get results in old school network marketing. You know, I like being on stage. I, I like talking to people. I really don't like, um, cold contacting. I hate it. Um, I'm pretty good on the phone. I'm pretty good talking to people. I'm not great at any of these things, but I'm, I'm good enough to get these things done, right? Um, I can meet friends, all those things. So my personality traits kind of lend me to being okay at that stuff. So if I just went into things and I, and I hear, I hear being, everything being taught that like you can get results if you just copy the work, the work habits. Okay, cool. So someone like me comes and I copy the work habits. And what do you know? I get a little bit of results. This is kind of what happened, by the way. I get a little bit of results. Then I get people on my team who don't have the same strengths as me, right? They, maybe they're really good at anything else other than that, which there's a million things other than that that you can be good at and still make a lot of money. What if they're good at those other things and they're getting crap results in my business because this, the things I'm telling them to do require certain skill sets. They require you to be decent on the phone, decent in front of people, all these things. And they don't have those skill sets, right? Maybe they're hermits. Maybe they like to crunch numbers. Maybe, you know, all these things, right? Okay, well, now I'm telling them, hey, dude, just keep doing the stuff that you suck at and you'll get results eventually because that's what happened to me. But if we really look, look at this, like, will that guy ever get results? Maybe, maybe he gets lucky. I mean, a blind squirrel every, every once in a while finds a nut, but most likely he's probably not going to get results because his strength zone is so far outside of that that he's just going to keep keep continuing to operate in his weakness, keep not getting results, and keep getting pissed off at him, at himself, and then at also the business. He's going to get pissed off at both of them. He's going to think he sucks because he can't get results when everyone that actually quote-unquote follows the work habits does. But yet he's not. So he's getting himself messed up and he's taking the things that he's good at, his, let's say his number crunching ability, and he's putting it in a box. And he's saying, that's not valuable because I need to do this other thing. And little does he know, his skill is valuable. It's just not valuable in the way that, in the thing that he's doing. And for me personally... If you don't know my story, I'm not going to get into it right now, but my story is that I kind of had some of those natural abilities for for network marketing, but the business opportunity that I was a part of, like the 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 way that we built the business was archaic. It was hotel meetings, home parties, cold calling people, cold contacting people, talking to friends and family, archaic stuff. And I was in a company where if you said the name of the company, people like put up, they thought that you were the devil. Like it was literally, it had the worst reputation on the planet of like 
most of almost any network marketing company out there. You say the name, and it's like, oh, get away from me. So I had these massive things going against me that nobody really wanted to do the business that we were doing because who really wants to go to Targets and Walmarts and contact people or cold call anyone? That's no fun at all. Who wants to do that? Number two, who likes to get like, who likes to go through serious, serious borders to just say the name of the company they work with? Like, does anybody want to do that? Does anybody want to say the name of their company they work with and like feel like they're saying a swear word? Of course not. So you have these massive borders, right? And when I was doing this, I was like, hey, you know, hey, I have an idea of how we could build this maybe more effectively. I have an idea where we can build this thing online. I have an idea where we could do something different. And almost every time, the general team, I'm not talking about any specific person, but the general team was saying, no, that's not a good idea. Keep doing the work habits that have been proven in the past. Here's the problem. Those results, those proven results, those proven work habits to get results in my company, and and by the way, this is like every company, I'm just using my story, but this is, now we have a pretty big vantage point across the industry, and um, we can see this, this is not just my company, but in my company, no one had really got results doing home parties, hotel meetings, and all that crap, for, at the, 2005 was the last big success story, 2005, there was kind of one when I was sort of exiting the business in the mid-2015s, um, but, uh, but he was one out of like, uh, 100,000 people, and um, I mean, but at this point, the, the last thing I want to do is a freaking hotel meeting, so I was like, yeah, fantastic, like, nice job making, you know, 100K, um, I'd rather not do that, but the la- like, the last real success story was 2005, there's one in 2015-ish, then 2005, and then before that, they were all like mid-90s, mid-80s, and I was like, does anybody else see this? Like, there hasn't been a consistent track record of success in in many, 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 many years because the system that we were using worked before the internet was around. When, when 2005, Facebook was only for college kids for the most part. Instagram wasn't even thought of, and YouTube was for straight-up nerds. Like, that's the world that we were living in when that stuff was, was relevant. When it was really relevant, it was 1980 and 1990. Completely different from the world. A cell phone was $1,000 and it had to be kept in a bag in your car. That is the world that hotel meetings were born into, right? So why are we still doing them? I forgot. Um, so that's that's fine. But where it messed me up is where I, where I had these new ideas for growth and I was told, no, Zach, don't do those things because it, what's not the proven system. Well, how does that screw someone up? It screws someone up because they take their brain and they put it in a box. Remember the number cruncher? They take their brain, they put it in a box, and now you're taking the strengths that you have and you're shoving them in a box and saying, these don't work here. But here's the truth. They do work here. But they might not work with whoever built your system, whoever built your training system. They have strengths. They have abilities, and God bless them. I'm glad they do. They created what they thought was good for their team. And you know what? It was good for their team at the time, but what they didn't do is create something that was good for you if you have different strengths. And you know whose responsibility to fix that is? Yours, not theirs. This is not a bashing them thing. This is not their fault. This is not anyone else's fault but our own. We have to realize that duplication is a good thing. You want duplication on your team, but what you want in conjunction with duplication is independence. You want fiercely independent 
and fiercely loyal. That's actually a term that I took from our last network marketing company. Uh, funny enough, um, that they didn't want anybody fe- being fiercely independent, but f- it's a good it's a good phraseology is fiercely loyal and fiercely independent. Being fiercely loyal to your team and really creating duplication, but also being fiercely independent and realizing that not one thing works for everyone. You know, me personally, I'm a f- I'm I'm I don't know if natural is the right word, but I have an apt an aptitude for copywriting. I have an aptitude for for pitching um, like crap on stage or doing a webinar. I have a I have an aptitude for that. Am I the best in the world? No, um, but I have an aptitude for it. Some of our team is not. They don't have that much of an aptitude for that stuff. So you know what we do? We try to combine our strengths and we try to let. I'll do some of the copywriting, but you're really good at crunching numbers. You're really good at operational things. Instead of thinking that you suck and that you can't be an amazing copywriter, don't freaking worry about it. I can help you in that way and you can help me in this way, right? Or maybe, maybe you can create a, a, a whole other system of growth that is focused on your abilities of crunching numbers. Or maybe we combine our forces and I need help crunching the numbers and you need help with the copywriting. We can combine our forces and we can create an amazing system of growth. The point is, you are not screwed up. I thought I was screwed up for so long. I thought I had a problem. Here I was, the, the, the dude that was pretty good at everything he did. You know, I, I would start a sport and I would be not the best, but I would be in the top 20% very quickly. I would start and, uh, you know, I'd start, I, you know, learn how to work on cars. And very quickly, I was, you know, top, like kind of top of the top of the class, if you will. Started racing, kind of in the top 20%. But I was never great at, you know, I never really hit the very top of anything, but I was pretty good at almost everything I did. And I get into this bit, and even when I started working, I started in sales, like pretty much immediately. I was a top sales guy, and I started making money, and I was excited about that. And I get into this business, and I'm like, not even close. And I, and I, so I'm like, okay, well, this is the thing that's going to challenge me then. So I'm going to continue and continue and continue for years and years and years and years. And that's what I did. But I never really broke through. Why? Why am I not breaking through? Because I'm operating outside of my strengths. And every other thing that I did, I chased it out of interest. I chased it out of a strength zone. But this, I was completely operating outside of my strengths, thinking I was messed up. Here's the thing. You're not messed up. And you're, you're, you might not even be in the wrong industry. I mean, maybe you are, but you might not be in the wrong industry. You might really have an aptitude for network marketing. You just might not have an aptitude for calling your friends and family. You might just not have an aptitude for speaking on stage or for being on the phone with certain types of people. If you have to cold call them, you might have an, not have an aptitude for contacting people at Best Buys. But maybe you have an aptitude for writing an amazing advertisement or writing a sales letter where you can sit behind your computer, you can still recruit people, you can still sell people, but you don't actually have to get out there and take rejection in the face like it's from coming from a baseball bat, right? These things are possible. They're happening in our business right now. And um, they can happen for you too. So anyway, that's how MLM can screw you up. It can screw your independent thinking. It can screw up your strengths. But... It's our responsibility as individuals to find our strengths and make sure we operate in them. It's not MLM's fault. It's not your team's fault. Um, maybe for a while it was. I, I, I will say that. Maybe for a while it was. But now, now that you've heard this, you, you can't blame anyone. 
okay? You can't blame anyone for making you operate outside your strength zone. It is your responsibility to operate in your strengths just like it's mine. If I'm doing a bunch of stuff that's stupid and not operating in my strengths, that's my fault. If you're doing the same thing, it is your fault. So just take that responsibility and also take the empowerment to know that you are not messed up. It is not your fault that you're not good at the stuff the guy next to you is good at or the girl next to you is good at. Not your fault. You have specific strengths that were embedded in you when you were born. And you can use those to impact lots of people, to create wealth, and to truly serve humanity. So remember, think independently. Obviously, the stuff that you're listening to on this podcast, I hope that you agree with a lot of it. But I also want you to come to your own conclusions on it. I don't want you to just be like, oh, Zach, you know, you know, Zach's so cool. I'm going to listen to everything he says. If you listen to everything I say, that's great. I'm, I'm excited about that. But I also want you to really believe it in your core. In here. Inside. Cool? All right. Perfect. So, as you all know, um, the MLM Rebels Blueprint promotion is still happening. Um, there are... I don't know how many. I honestly haven't checked, but there is not a lot of them left because I know how many people have been just crushing through the downloads. There's 250 total. There is probably a menial fraction of that remaining. Um, if you go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com, you can get your copy of it still if you're uh, listening to this like right as I'm putting it up. Um, MLMRebelsBlueprint.com will give you access to that. It's the distilled... Uh, 41-page document that tells you exactly how we built an automated recruiting system and how you can build one for your own company, no matter what company you're in. I don't know if I mentioned that in another podcast, but that's what it, that's what it is. It teaches you how to do it for your own company. Um, so it's very, very valuable, and I hope you get a lot of value from it. So go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com, and I will give you one last little bit about that. Um, one last little bit is the very last page of the blueprint... Uh, there is a uh, offer written that is giving you the opportunity to work with us at a higher level if you uh, want to shorten the gap as much as humanly possible. Um, you absolutely do not need to do that, but if you choose to do that, I would highly suggest filling out that application very, very quickly. There is a massive financial incentive for you to do so. There is a there is a deadline. I'm not going to tell you what the deadline is right now, but there is a deadline, and it's not very far away. So if you read that and you're like, I would like to fill out an application, um, here's what I would suggest. Fill it out as fast as possible because there is a very, very hard stop on those things and there is a massive financial incentive for you to do so. Sound good? Is that enough kind of like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge for you to go ahead and do that if you want to? All right. So you absolutely don't need to, but if you want to, if you feel like you want to at some point, um, trust me, just Trust, just trust Papa Zach here for a second and go do it immediately. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks.
Thank <laughs> you.